You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. of Teach Better Talk. My name is Ray Hewart, and as always, I am with my incredibly lovely, positive, and uplifting <laughs> co-host, Mr. <laughs> Jeff Gargas. Oh, that's funny, because I've been I've been frustrated because we've been having all kinds of technical difficulties tonight. Um, you know, so there's, I, I appreciate the, that lie. That it's, good, it's good to speak it into existence, right? Like, is, we start by being negative and cursing, and then you start with... <laughs> My incredibly positive, uplifting co-host, and all of a sudden, you have to be positive and uplifting. All right, I love it. Can we can we talk about someone else who's just like positive, uplifting, just a ray of sunshine all the time? Uh, or at least would, every time I talk to her, I would can we love highlight to, someone because I got to talk to her today too. Can I just say that who you're going to bring up? She <laughs> talked to me, you, and Hans all in one day, and my really? first comment to her was, "Is that too much Teach Better team for you?" <laughs> What'd she say? Well, of course she said no. She hadn't <laughs> talked to you. And then she listed like five other members of our team. <laughs> oh, I love it. We are talking about the one and only, the amazing Tracy Browder. Like, she's she's so awesome. She came on to the 12-hour live that we did, uh, well, last week while we were recording this, and dropped the, the butterflies on us. If you don't know that, you need to go on to Facebook or YouTube and find that video and watch it just so you can find out what that is all about, which was awesome. But, um, Ray, can you, you were like the one who introduced me to Tracy. I'm, can you, I'm curious. I don't know if I necessarily know this, but like, how do you know Tracy? I don't want to go on forever. Like obviously at the start of a podcast, but like, can you tell us like the story of meeting Tracy? The and, like, story why of you meeting... just, like, this woman's amazing. You all have to meet her. Yeah. The story of meeting Tracy, I think she tells it better than I do, but it's somehow we got connected and she called me kind of out of the blue for advice. And throughout this time of her kind of searching for some answers, she shared so much of her story and so much about her, her growth that she's been able to do over the last few months, last few years, so much about the passion she has and kind of like really building where she wants to go. And I had no idea truly, I had no idea that, that one conversation with Tracy was going to lead to her like explosion in impacting education. And I, she, she was so foolish when she was on the podcast just recently of Teach Better Talk. She credits me for like celebrating her and like telling her that she can do it. And foolishly, I just had this moment so often when I speak to her, I'm like, Tracy girl, this was all you. Like she is a passionate educator that I'm so I'm so thankful I'm connected to. Really, she did me such a wonderful service by by just you know getting connected. But um, holy cow! I mean, she's an educator that's publishing six podcast episodes a week, and her mission is so authentic. She just wants to foster a safe, fun, giggle field space of positivity and energy. And I love that whether you're listening to her podcast or her being featured on a podcast. Holy cow, is this girl full of the future of what education has to turn into? 
Yeah, wow, you summed that up well. She really is just, she's giggle-filled. I love it. Uh, she's so much fun. It's hard not to have, it's just hard, it's impossible to not have fun talking to her. But she brings so much value when she talks, just so much passion, like, about what she's trying to do. And just just the idea of getting to be a teacher and be in education to her is just everything. She's so happy about it, so excited about it, that it just, it it, it rubs off on you. And you just enjoy the day more, is, is how I always feel with it. Completely and truly, I know you and I both actually talked to her today, um, but there's such a difference between somebody who brings and oozes positivity that's more or less just fluff and it makes you feel good, you feel inspired, but Tracy like wants to change the world and I, and she does it with this like kind hearted, beautiful approach and I just, I love being able to celebrate her on this episode, especially since she was just on the Teach Better podcast just a few weeks ago. Because holy cow, if you missed that episode, you got to go back. But then also her podcast, where by the way, by this point, she's published, you know, 12 to 24 different episodes, like of her own podcast. I mean, she's done so much that I encourage you to stay connected to her because this is an educator to watch without a doubt. And that podcast is called the Intelligogy Podcast. Uh, you can follow Tracy at Tracy Browder. It's T-R-A-C-I-B-R-O-W-D-E-R. Um, and I, I, lastly, and then we're going to go into the, about this episode, but I was frustrated with, we were having tech issues and stuff. And I said, we gotta, we gotta talk about Tracy so that I can smile. That's literally what I said. So Tracy, I hope you're blushing. Uh, we love you to death. It's awesome. We love you. Around anyway. So great stuff. Go follow Tracy, get uh, in touch with her, connect with her. Uh, let's talk about this episode. So, uh, on this episode, we've got John Green, the second, um, who, uh, John is a assistant principal. Uh, of student services down in Gainesville, Florida. He's is with the high school. Um, lots of uh, lots of experience in education. Lots of different roles in education. Being a teacher, being a principal, uh, middle school, high school. Uh, there's a bunch of different uh, experiences that he's had. He shares with us. I, I really enjoy his his journey. Uh, the lessons he's pulled from his journey, I really love that he takes those and he brings them into his school, into his classroom, now into the, the district, into the building. Um, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, building relationships, seizing opportunities, never giving up on your dreams, always growing, always learning. I mean, this guy was just totally like teach better talk, right on, just our mindset all the way uh, through. Really enjoyed speaking with him. Uh, Ray, anything you want to, everyone to grab out of this episode before we jump into it? There's so many takeaways. If anything, remember to connect. As of right now, you have two people right off the bat you have to go connect with. You have to go connect with Tracy. You got to go connect with John. These are great educators. Do not miss this opportunity. I love it. With that, let's get into episode 184 with John Green II. All right, we are here and we are chatting with John Green the second. And John, it is so awesome to have you on the podcast and get the chance to chat with you. I'm really excited to kind of dive in, get to know you, learn about your story, and be able to just highlight you for a little bit tonight. Before we get too far into things, man, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling great. You know, real honor, real uh, pleasure to be join you guys on your podcast. You know, excited to get into it. Oh, we're so stoked that you're here. And I want to make sure our listeners can kind of learn about you as well. So would you mind kind of sharing how you describe all that you do? Yeah, no problem. Um, really, I'd, I'd describe how what I do is, you know, I'd really like to help young people find their path in life, you know, kind of authentic and genuine when it comes to dealing with young people. I uh, don't necessarily sugarcoat things, but at the same time, I'm real empathetic. Uh, empathetic to their needs in their current situation. 
you know, sometimes I think as adults, we can forget what it's like to be a teenager and, and we're quick to write off kids' problems as, you know, not adult problems. So that's really the kind of way I try to uh, connect with them. You know, just not to date myself, you know, I, I, I'd liken it to my favorite movie, Hook, uh, when, you know, uh, Peter Pan, you know, forgot what he was truly like to be a lost boy, you know, so really once you start believing in kids, you know, they, they can believe in themselves and that's when they kind of start to fly and take off. And that's, that's what I try to do. All right, John, I knew, I knew we were going to get along to be, to begin with, but then you brought up hook and I'm like, really? Let's like, okay. When I was a kid, that was like, I love that movie. I still love it. I've, I've watched it with my kids a bunch too. So, but I, I, that's such a cool way to think through that though. Uh, the lessons Peter Pan can teach us. Imagine that, you know? Um, so I'm excited. I'm, yeah, that, that's awesome. I'm really excited to, to, to have you on and, and to kind of dive in. One of the things that I'd love to do is hear a story, uh, from sometime in your, your career and your life that you've had to overcome a challenge or overcome failure. Uh, kind of take us there with you. Tell us what happened. How did you overcome that? And then what did you take away from that experience? So I would say really one of the times that I've experienced failure and overcome it was, you know, I coming out of high school, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to earn a lot of scholarships, you know, uh, even some national scholarships, one being a Gates Millennium Scholarship, which would eventually, uh, you know, pay through your first earned doctorate. But about a year and a half or so into college, you know, I, I ended up having my oldest son and kind of just dropping out, not really wanting to do it. Um, but at the time, not really recognizing, you know, how valuable scholarships are. You know, I, I remember the you know, going to the registrar and just kind of walking through it. And the guy brought my name up and he was like, you know, are you an athlete or something? You know, we just don't see this many people with, you know, this, this amount of scholarship rewarded. Um, you know, I think by the, you know, when I first got my first reimbursement check, you know, no loans or anything like that, you know, it was over $10,000. And, you know, that was a lot of money for a, a young kid from the country, you know, and, um, but anyway, you know, I had my first child dropped out, lost all my scholarships and things like that. You know, I was working construction and uh, I had one of my friends move back up to Gainesville. He he started the at Santa Fe and he just called me one day out of the blue and was like, you know, hey, man, you're too smart just to be, you know, not applying yourself like that. Why don't you come back up to Gainesville? So I ended up coming back to Gainesville after about a two year hiatus, you know, but uh, without the scholarships and all that. Uh, so I had to take out loans and stuff to get through, uh, you know, my undergrad and my graduate and all that kind of good stuff. But really what uh, what I learned from that and really what I, I, I take with me in education is, you know, most of the time, you know, as long as we have breath in our bodies, as long as we're alive, we can accomplish goals that we set out to accomplish. But really what I tell my students and what I tell students all the time is, you know, it's never too late, but most of the time in life, you know, like nine times out of 10, you have an opportunity to do something once the most effective and efficient way that you can. And when I came back to college, I, you know, I had to learn that the hard way, you know, yeah, I still got my degrees and all that, but I, you know, I have a mountain of student loan debt to show it. If I had, I just, you know, stay focused and stayed the course, I could have got all that and, and, you know, kind of been debt free. But I just use, kind of use that um, personal story with students. You know, it doesn't matter what situation you're in. You know, you may make mistakes. You may, life may not pan out the way that you want it to. But if you're paying attention, if you're focused, you can get through it 
you know, the kind of the right way uh, the first time. But if not, you know, don't throw it away, you know, don't give up. You can always bounce back. But, you know, there'll be some repercussions and consequences it may not pan out the way that you had dreamed it. But, you know, it will work out if you stick to it. I love that's kind of twofold of, you know, make sure you're looking for and seizing those opportunities. But if you miss, you can still do it. You can still get back. I love that. If As long as we still have breath in our body, you can still chase after those dreams. I'm such a believer in that. Uh, let's, let's, let's flip it around now. Let's talk about a success, successful moment you've had. And this could be something, something bigger, something small, but take us there with you again. What happened? Why was it a successful moment for you? And then what'd you take away from that? Yeah. So I am, I just finished my seventh year as an assistant principal and I spent the last two years at an elementary school. Um, but prior to that, you know, my experience has been all in the secondary level. And, you know, when I, when I, came down to the elementary level, it was kind of eye-opening. And at first, you know, my first year, I don't think was as positive. Um, it, I mean, let me take that back. It was positive. It was great. I learned a lot. But when I got like the feedback from teachers, you know, at the end of the year survey, you know, there were three areas that were kind of shocking to me uh, where I didn't quite score as high as I wanted to. And the three areas were, you know, does the uh, assistant principal value teachers' ideas? You know, is the assistant principal actively involved in teachers in the decision-making process? And really the one that kind of hurt the most was, you know, is the assistant principal building and sustaining a positive culture with relationships based on trust, collegiality, and mutual respect? And, you know, that those are really prior to going into elementary were areas that I prided myself on, you know, really thought I was hitting it. But just Turns out, you know, and I don't know other people's experience, but just speaking from my own, you know, elementary teachers and secondary teachers are kind of polar opposites, you know, um, and the way that I was kind of going about it was kind of all backwards. But the good thing that I learned is, you know, it's just like, um, you know, when you're in the classroom, you have to build relationships with those students to to kind of get the most out of them, to, to know that, you know, you can tr- they can trust me, I can trust them, we can work together. And, you know, that's kind of what my first year taught me. You know, I was just really so focused on, uh, you know, learning elementary, not messing things up. You know, I was fortunate enough to be at, you know, um, uh, one of the better schools in our district. And, you know, I just really didn't want to mess that up. So I was like laser focused in on like the the real administrative side of it versus and, and I kind of lost focus on the, you know, the relationship side of it. But, you know, year two went, went much better. And, you know, that's just what I kind of learned, you know, it's all about relationships, no matter where you're at. And if you're not cultivating, if you're not growing those relationships, then, you know, you're not going to be as successful as you want it. So I I learned that in my second year. And even though COVID hit, you know, we didn't get a chance to uh, get those end of the year surveys out, you know, but I, so I don't have any empirical evidence, but I would, you know, I would bet a paycheck as they say, you know, that those three areas would be much improved. So I'm, I'm really feeling successful um, about that. And just, you know, I'm headed back to high school now. And the, the you know, those two years in elementary, I'm really going to, I really think just made me a much better administrator. So I'm excited to get back to high school and see what I can do with that. Hmm. That's awesome. I mean, there's so many different elements that you're going to be able to take and bring into that high school environment. I'm so excited for you. I kind of wish that I could like be in the building and watch all this come to fruition. I think that's so exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really exciting. And, you know, just the possibilities, you know, that's, that's one thing about it. If you keep growing and keep learning, you know, you're just going to get better and better. And I'm really looking forward to that opportunity to continue to grow 
as an administrator. Ugh, ain't that the truth? So cool. So I have to know with all the elements that you're doing, question four always asks about kind of like what fuels your fire, like what keeps you excited about the work you're doing? I know you kind of alluded to a few different ideas, but if you had to pinpoint one area of what you do that's really keeping you excited right now, what would that be? I would say, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person that, you know, my, my core values are, are faith and optimism, right? So I'm looking at this, this COVID thing and just how it has hit and struck, um, you know, the lives of everybody. And I'm really excited about how it's going to change the way people educate kids, like how we're going to move forward because, you know, everybody's hoping to get back to normal or the new normal, but, you know, it's going to be different. You know, I'm excited to see what people have learned in this distance learning and how they're going to bring it back into the classroom and make those relationships um, even stronger so that they can, you know, take kids to new heights. You know, if they're anything like the, uh, you know, I have four kids of my own and they, we were, we were burnt out in this house, you know, doing the, the COVID learning thing. So I'm really excited just to, to see what we can do moving forward once we get back to some resemblance of normal. Yeah, and it's funny, we've had so many conversations with district leaders and, and educators trying to figure out how to facilitate, as a leader, how to facilitate that reflection for your teachers that when they hopefully come back in August, that you can further emphasize that this time that we were just surviving actually has so many important lessons we've learned that we need to make sure that we're taking the right ones with us when we come back into the classroom and ensure that we're really starting fresh and doing the best that we can. So I, I think it's so important. If you were to offer a piece of advice, whether it be to a new teacher or a veteran teacher, uh, what would it be, you know, whether it be related to coming back in August or just, you know, an educator in general who's trying to do what is best for their students? You know, really the, one piece of advice, if I only had to give one piece of advice, um, especially to a new teacher or a teacher, you know, that's only in the, within the first couple of years is as hard as it may seem, you have to learn not to take things personal. You know, I think that's one thing that um, education programs are not really teaching students. You know, you graduate, you you've put your heart in it, you know, in the last three or four years or however long it takes you to get your bachelor's or master's. And then you get into the classroom, you know, you're pouring yourself out and then you get that first, you know, negative email from a parent or you get that first negative phone call from a parent and it just kind of rocks your world because in your mind, in your heart, you know, you know what you've given and you know what you're given on a daily basis. And to kind of have that, um, you know, I, I've seen it time and time again, how it rocks a young teacher's world. And I just want them to know if I could tell them anything, as hard as it may be, because you are literally pouring yourself into these students that you have to learn not to take it personal because 95% of the time, you know, whatever they're lashing out, it has nothing to do with you. Um, you know, and it doesn't excuse their behavior for lashing out in, in any kind of way they can, but you have to kind of learn not to take that personal. And one, uh, one way that I've always done it is, you know, I'm fortunate enough, to, I guess, to have like a reset button in my head. Like every time I leave my campus, like I hit that reset button and I'm coming back the next day fresh and ready to go. I remember early on in my in my career, you know, I had a middle school student, you know, she 
cussed me out literally like in front of the whole school, you know, and I didn't harbor that against her, you know, the next day, well, when she came back to school, you know, after her consequences or whatever, you know, I didn't harbor that against her, you know, I didn't hold that over her head. It was like, let, let's go. It's a new day. It's a new thing. So I want to encourage, you know, the new teachers and, and those that are newly entering this profession or even those who have been in this profession a long time and starting to to take those things personally, just to remind themselves that that's not the case in, in, in most cases. You know, it's in, it's interesting you say that. Sorry to Jeff. I know you're going to head to the next question, but John, I love that you noted the need for, you know, um, teaching programs to almost have that conversation to teach the importance of not taking that personally. We talk about it frequently, but to actually hope that there's a point in that learning progression where that becomes a conversation, I think is so valuable. Do you have any suggestions on how maybe that conversation could be facilitated in maybe a a college setting or even just a classroom setting? Yeah, I would say I would tell the College of Education to get with the uh, I don't know what college has like acting and drama and all that and just have, you know, just kind of create like a a co-curricular class that allows those who are acting to work on their angry characters or whatever and just, you know, walk walk through those teachers in preparation and get them, uh, you know, on board so they can go through this and see what it's like. And so the first time they're not experiences in this is in real life in a teacher uh, parent teacher conference and they break down in front of a teacher or they break down in front of that parent. You know, they just it's an uncomfortable spot to be in. But, you know, they have to find a way to do it. And that, off the top of my head, I mean, that would be one way I would go about it. How brilliant of an idea is that? I love that. Like, I mean, talk about a cool cross curricular and, and utilizing that. I mean, for both ends, the actors getting actors and actresses getting to play that out and teachers getting to feel that and like be uncomfortable. Uh, I'm telling you what, if you are at a university and you're listening, you should really be considering that. I think that's a great idea. That's really cool. Um, I was, you know, I was going to just echo the fact that like that, that conversation is so important. It's something that we talk, you know, we, as, as Ray kind of alluded to that, we, we talk about it all the time about, you can't take it personal. It's something it's tip almost all, almost never about you. It's always about something else. That's such an important, uh, such an important piece of advice. So appreciate you sharing that. Let's, um, all right. The next six questions, John, what we're going to do is your goal is to answer each one of these in 15 seconds or less. So we can kind of go rapid fire here. Are you ready to go? Yeah, let's go. Let's go. All right. Number one, what is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Oh, right now is, is definitely G Suite uh, because that's what we've been using through this uh, COVID ordeal in my district. So if you don't have that, then you're not going to be able to get your job done right now. <laughs> uh, g- give us a book you read right now. So I just uh, finished uh, an old book I bought a couple of years ago, Play Through the Foul. Uh, and I'm reading right now The Assistant Principal of 50. And uh, when I get done with that, I'm going to hit uh, award-winning culture. Nice. Uh, who do we need to follow on Twitter or Instagram today? Uh, I would, you know, uh, Principal Kefele, uh Brad Johnson, Sarah Johnson, uh, a wonderful author. She, uh, I believe, co-authored uh, Balance Like a Pirate and uh, also uh, uh, Faith. It's a leadership and faith. Lead, lead with faith, yeah. Yeah, lead with faith. You know, um, great, great book. Ray, do you, know, do you know Sarah Johnson, Ray? Oh, I am a huge Sarah Johnson fan, but I heard she is Team Jeff. Yeah, John, sorry, John. I was I was checking, I was joking with Ray because we just love Sarah. She's we love so amazing. Sarah. So anytime her name comes up, summer fall, I just get super excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her book, 
great big, great both both books, great books. So she Sorry, should I'm be gonna... Team Ray though. That's the only thing that, that yeah, she doesn't yeah, 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 yeah. right now. All right, I threw us off. I apologize. It does not account against your time. It's my fault. No so. worries, no worries. Uh, what's what's a good good YouTube channel or a website for educators? Uh, right now, you know, I'm big on pr- Principal Cafele. Um, you know, he's doing this um 18 week AP seminar. Uh, live on Twitter and YouTube channel. So um, I'm big into him right now. And lastly, what is the, I'm sorry, no, not lastly, but I'm way off. Give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into. Hey, you got to start taking care of your body, you know, exercise and diet. And, and aside from that, you, you need to get into your own personal and professional growth, whether it's, you know, reading, blogging, podcast, whatever it is, but you got to, you got to take care of yourself um, physically and, and mentally. And the best piece of advice you've ever received? Uh, that would come from my dad. Um, nothing beats a failure but a try. Um, something that he taught me early. I really never got it, uh, that saying until I you know, got in my 20s. But it's how I approach every situation with every student, our faculty member. You know, have we tried it? You know, if we did and it didn't work out, you know, on to the next thing. Mm, I like that. Nothing beats a failure but a try. Man. Okay, Ray, what do you think? I messed it up in the middle by by trying to be funny with the Sarah thing, but overall, <laughs> I think I'm thinking trophy worthy. Oh, yes? he's all, he's absolutely okay. trophy worthy. Just because you messed him up, I mean, that just further <laughs> emphasizes that he's hashtag Team Ray all the way, which really is all that matters. I, yep, I, I I lost it. Totally lost it. <laughs> John, you absolutely get the Teach Better Talk trophy. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Not a doubt. <laughs> Uh, I do want to make sure our listeners can stay connected to you. You have so much that you've been able to offer thus far. And I can only imagine when you get into this new role, how all of this is going to play out. You just have so much to share. I want to make sure our listeners continue to connect with all that you're doing. Would you mind kind of sharing out like your Twitter handle, how they can stay connected? Yeah, no problem. Um, You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at John, the number two underscore four EDU on Twitter. And, you know, I've just, it's, it's a tool that's been around forever, but it's it's one that I'm really just kind of diving into um, seriously here for like the last couple of months. Um, it's great, as you guys already know. So that's John2 underscore four EDU. I do warn you, John, if you are new to Twitter, there are some amazing people to connect with. But unfortunately, I connected with the crazy Jeff Gargas over Twitter. (laughs) So I warn you, there are some bad, you know, like crazy educators on Twitter, just so you know. It's very dangerous. (laughs) Careful. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you listen and know that you can find all the links and all the resources, everything we talked about over at teachbetter.com, as well as the link to make sure you get to get connected with John on Twitter and continue to help build that, that PL in there. So make sure you head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes coming up. And if you can give us a rating and review, we'd really appreciate that as well. And let's keep taking this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to hear these amazing stories and connect with these amazing educators and share this podcast with them. John, this was awesome, man. I'm so glad you were able to jump on tonight and and share your story with us. There's so much value in this episode. I'm pumped up for people to listen to it. Just really appreciate you taking some time, having some fun with us, man. Thank you. Oh, absolutely, man. Um, The appreciation is, is definitely reciprocated. Until next time, let's get out there. Let's teach better.